I guess now it's time for me to give up on this podcast. I feel it's time. Got a microphone lays beside me. Got some nice long finger marks still on my coffee cups. Oh yeah. What the fuck? Life is like a box of chocolates here in Chefburg. Ladle spoons, wooden spoons, it's a chef blur. He might make history. Some people would disagree. Chef tales, woo Kitchens can be scary. You could slip on some dairy. Oh, look, there goes Mary Berry. Chef tales, woo These are genuine real tales. None of them include Ape Gareth Bale. They are ooh, chef tales, woohoo. Every day he's making real chef tales, woohoo. I'm back. Hello and welcome to the fifth season, sorry, series of the Chef Tales podcast. That's correct, you heard me right the first time. The fifth series. I'm your host, of course, Manny Boy, MJPJ, Bombhead, Murphy John Philip Jones, a pain in the arse. Pain in your ass, for that matter. The face for radio because I'm an ugly fuck. Apparently. Son, father, husband, and podcaster. There's blue chalk all over my gym floor. It looks like I've tortured a fucking smurf in here. I must clear this shit up. Anyway. <clears throat> I've had some people ask me, why don't you do um, shift towels with your wife? Or... Or make another podcast with her. To be honest, with you guys, excuse me, she's not a fan of my podcast. Well, I think. Don't get me wrong, she thinks that I'm a funny fucker. But I mean, mean, I've had her to the point of wetting herself on numerous occasions. But Charlotte loves her books and TV series. Podcasts, I don't think are, are her thing. Books really aren't my thing. Well, technically that's not true. Cookbooks cookbooks are my thing. But novels, nah. Last book I probably I think I read was Gordon Ramsay's autobiography. And that's fucking years ago. Um I have I have around a hundred cookbooks ish, ranging from 
Marco Peelwhite, Daniel Clifford, Gordon Ramsay, you know, obviously the legend that is Tom Kerridge. Well, they're all legends, to be fair. But Tom, the man with the only pub to hold two Michelin star chefs. Two Michelin star chefs, you fucking idiot. Two Michelin stars, amazing, for a pub. The only pub. I booked up to eat and stay at his uh, restaurant for our fourth wedding anniversary. As it's... Uh, as it was flowers for the fourth, uh, fourth present, and his pub is called the Hand of Flowers. Unfortunately, we had to cancel, as Charlotte wasn't well. One day, one day we'll go there, sweetheart. One day, one day I'll fucking tell you. Um, I can't see her wanting to talk, to sit down and talk about stuff on here with me personally. I'm not sure if Charlotte fully understands why I do the podcast. For me, it's like when I go for a jog or when I work out in the gym, it's my escape, my time to do what I want, what I want, what I want, talk about whatever I want. It turns out, it, it it's now apparent that I was right and wrong, that she would like to be a part of my podcast and that she never thought that I, I wanted to involve her, which is bollocks, but, you know, it's not true, you know. I would like her to. She said basically that it's too late for her to be part of it. But we'll probably look about doing doing one together. Or I'm going to have her on for a guest at least anyway. And maybe we'll make another po- make a diff- totally different podcast. Um, I won't lie. It would be nice to have. Oh yeah, and sorry, I was right with the fact of she doesn't she doesn't know why I do the podcasts. So yeah, anyway, um, I won't lie. It would be nice to have. Some guests, um, as I've only had like two, and that's been my children. Um, I have asked, a, I did ask a few people, you know, when I first started doing this, and they weren't really interested, so fuck you. No, it's all right, I'm only joking. Yeah, I understand. But um, I would like to get my brother on here um, at some point. No, 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 not, not Peter Pan, not AKA Daniel. I'd upset him and he'd walk off. I can recall a time when he really pissed me off. I was cooking for Charlotte, my wife, the in-laws, and um, and Danny. I did duck breast, fond of potato, braised with cabbage and jus. When Lady Lynn, mother-in-law, asked Danny if he was enjoying it, he replied with, well, it's Ponzi food, isn't it? And I went, you fucking what, bruv? Words to that effect. Fucking wanker. I put all that work into it for him not to appreciate. Not If he said, yeah, it's nice, then, you know, he would have got away with it. Um, he definitely won't be on my podcast. My other brother, Luke, possibly, but then I could see him change his mind. Maybe my crazy, my crazy sister... Oh, there's a fault. Oh, fucking hell, don't you just hate it? And you let your tea fucking go cold. Fuck's sake. Stop chatting, you twat. <laughs> um, okay. I want to juice. I want, I want juice. I want to introduce my first guest for the series. Obviously, we have done this via a video chat. We crossed paths a few years ago when we were both working at this lovely hotel in Hampshire, 
working on the dirty lazy bastard head chef the episode kitchen nightmare part one was about that head chef not my guest he's head chef of portland's park aka pepper pig world which is in romsey southampton give it up for mr luke quincy Unfortunately, that's as far as I got, as I thought the Zoom meeting, I thought all Zoom meetings are recorded. Turns out, not to be the case. Fuck! I was really looking forward to this. I got all my stuff ready, all set up, and then this happened. We chatted for an hour and a bit, and I lost all of it. Pissed off and gutted. The rest of the interview went something along the lines of this. Instead of just scrapping it all, I thought that we would at least get the uh, get the questions that I asked him and these answers, and um, and put it together. Ask Luke if the pandemic has affected his mental health. Has the pandemic uh, affected my mental health? Luckily for me personally, no, it hasn't. Um, I mean, I was thinking about it the other day. We were lucky during the first lockdown, really, because the weather was so good. Um, and I mean, if the weather was like it was now raining, windy and wet and not very nice and cold, I mean, it could have had a few more casualties, I think. Um, the main thing for me was to try and keep busy. Um, like I said, I sort of um, tried to get fit and do my exercises. And when we were allowed to go out for, you know, do exercise outside the house, I was starting running again. And um, I think running and, you know, keeping yourself healthy, that can sort of give you a boost in, within yourself. 
settled down if they weren't in a good place in their head and then all of a sudden we're all locked in our houses I can see how things can go wrong um, and it is difficult What did you get up to during the first lockdown? So the first lockdown I mean we went into it um, in a good state mental health wise um, luckily the weather was uh, lovely so that could have that, I mean if the weather was like it was now we were sort of like it was a stricter lockdown than the lockdown we're currently in I mean it could have been there could be a few cashiers I think um, because the weather was so good it sort of kept people's spirits up and um, we've got a garden so I went out in the garden and um, so yeah luckily for me it hasn't really affected my mental health um, I'm in quite a good space I asked Luke what he'd been up to during lockdown 2.0. So during lockdown 2.0, I've been um, furloughed or flexi furloughed, so um, working three days a week, which is quite nice. Um, although I did have quite a lot of time off for the first lockdown, so it's not as much as they. Um, I mean, it's not as you know, not as, I've, had, I've had my time off, so I'm sort of relaxed and you know, ready to go and get my teeth into stuff. So three days a week off is. Three days a week working is nice, shall I say. Um, but yeah, not what I'm used to as a chef, really. I mean, you're normally doing five days, and some places you're doing six days, and you know, you're doing days and weekends, but evenings and weekends. But um, so yeah, just being sort of um, spending time with family, getting more stuff around, done around the house, um, getting ready for Christmas, really. I asked him how long he's been a chef for. can he recall of being in the shit? Four tickets. 
Tilton Pass, so that was um, that was a bit of a lifesaver, really. Um, yeah, so making things to order. Um, there's one time that really sticks in my mind when I was a Chester party at a hotel in the New Forest. Um, so it was. So it was, um, we used to do weddings at this hotel, um, but also had a hundred seater um, restaurant. So it was always busy. Saturday night, you'd always do a hundred covers. Um, I worked generally all the sections in the kitchen. This Saturday night, in particular, I was on the last section. Um, there was two of us on there, two CDPs on the section. Um, the chef said to us, um, "There's a buffet for twenty going out tonight for the wedding party." Um, can you take care of this as well as doing the starters? And we said, yeah, no problem. Um, a couple of weeks running up to this wedding, we had seen on the wedding contract that, that this uh, evening reception was for 80 people. Um, and on the contract, um, the customer had paid for 20 portions of food. So we questioned it um, with the event manager a couple of times. Um, maybe more than a couple of times, to be honest. And they said, no, that's what they've paid for. That's what we'll get on the night. Um, and they know that's that's the deal. They've you know they've agreed to this. Um, so Saturday night come, we have 20 portions of the buffet food prepared. I always do a little bit extra anyway. I mean, there's probably 25, 30 portions there. Um, the buffet was away at seven o'clock. Uh, during service, obviously we're sending the starters out um, as well. But at seven o'clock, the but we knew the buffet had to go. So we sent it. Um, it was all gone, it was all, yeah, happy days, we're back in doing our normal service now. Uh, 15, 20 minutes later, one of the waiters come back and said, oh, where's the rest of the food? And we said, what do you mean? He said, where's the rest of the food? There's, all the food's gone. And we said, well, that is the rest, that is all the food, it was for 25, it was for 20 people. It's all gone, we've sent the extras out. And uh, the waiter was saying, no, the bride's, bride and groom are saying that we, we've paid for 80 people or we're expecting more food than this need to do something about it um so obviously instead of our good we were in the middle of um a busy service so we somehow managed to produce another 60 covers worth of food um to keep the customer happy at the end of the day um i don't know how we did it we were just doing all sorts of things anything we could find from the freezer anything we had out already um parts of stuff parts of the starter menu you name it we were doing it um at one point the whole kitchen jumped on and we were just we were just sending stuff out but we did it um on top of the covers we had put for the restaurant so yeah that's the main that's my main sort of time i've been in the shit uh, not my own fault but um another person's mess up really um but yeah it's all good fun Don't worry, mate. I'll have you on here properly, and this time I won't cut you off. In our bedroom, our bed is in front of the patio doors, as it's the only place where we can have the bed um, so we can get a good view of the TV, basically. The problem that I have with this is Scarlet, the pussy, the tuxedo cat, likes to come on the bed and between me and the missus and stand on the headboard to look out the window and have her arse in my face or her tail wagging which annoys the fucking hell out of me I don't want to see that I'm not a cat person I like dogs that's not saying that I prefer to have a dog's arse in my face but you know 
I thought that I'd, um, I'd share this. There's a, um, there's a fruit and veg supplier in a local area, and they've been here for donkey's years, 20 odd years, must be. Um, and it's called, and he's a, he's a Londoner as well, and it's called Fast, but with two A's, so F A A S T, obviously. Do you know what? Do you know why? Or do you know what? Or do you want to know why they're called Fast and what it stands for? I'll tell you. Fresh as a steaming turd. That is no bollocks. We uh, we were watching Grown Ups um, the other day. There's a scene where one of the mothers accidentally lets a cat out of the bag that the tooth fairy isn't real. The very fits Selma Hayek. I don't even know how to say this, but dude, she's like 50 years old. Hey, you wouldn't kick her out of bed for fine, would you? I think not. When we were watching it, we didn't think, oh shit. But the kids paused the film and stared at us. Kobe looked straight in my eyes. You sneaks! It was you all along. As we were just like laughing and trying to get away with it. Well, just um, change the subject. Should I tell him the other thing, Dad? Joanna goes, <clears throat> pardon me. Tell him what? Kobe puts two and two together, the clever little sod, and realises that Joanna is on about Father Christmas. I suppose in, in a way it's not a bad thing, in both knowing that he doesn't exist, onto films. Oh, I watched the, uh, the second Borat film. I enjoyed it. Sick, silly and stupid. A bit like me, really. Games. Just saw an advert on Facebook marketplace some guy has put his p well it's not just some guy because there's loads of people put his ps5 up there for a whopping 750 pounds the greedy mofo and i told him that as well i put that in my comment the absolute cheek there's well just can't believe people have the you know the balls to do that to be honest with you you know I know it happens with everything, with, I don't know, concert tickets and that kind of stuff, but still, you know, all right, you might not be able to get hold of a PS5 or Xbox right now, but give it a couple of weeks or whatever. Help it around. What's the point in paying a few hundred quid for something? Oh, shit. Um, when you can get it, yeah, in a couple of weeks' time. Just, oh, these people who, try, who just cash in just fucking piss me off. Um, I've just finished The Last of Us 2. Not literally this very second, but a few days ago. Now, we wasn't keen on this game at first, me and the missus. We found it quite boring. We even thought about selling the fucking thing. But not for 20 quid like some cheeky cunt offered us. So, we played it more and more, and the game grew on us. The game is about a day's worth long, I reckon. The missus likes watching... She's not a very good hands-eye coordinated. Um, it can be frustrating at times, though, when you know, we're going along investigating and she'd say something like, there's a bad guy over there, or there's some weapons over there. Where the fuck is there? 
I did love the first game. And like I said, I yeah, I changed my mind. I think yeah, second one was good. Um, one of the main characters in the game, Abby, man, you should check out her arms. They're fucking huge. I'd kill for her arms. They've left it open for a third instalment for sure. The Uncharted, the Uncharted games, well, now they were really good fun. The last one, not so much because it was so short and because it doesn't have the main characters in it. Inspired by the classic Tomb Raider um, games, Uncharted was, you know, there's an Uncharted film coming out, which I'm looking forward to. Tom Holland, Tom Holland plays a young Nathan Drake. Brian Cranston as Sully. So it's basically like when a young when Nate first meets Sully. Both good both good choices I feel. Now, now it's time for bummer news. Hello. The government has announced that they cannot guarantee that the lockdown will finish on December the 2nd. No surprises there then. They are toying with the idea of introducing seeing your family for five days over Christmas. Pointless really, or another way of putting it. Fuck everything up. But who knows, eh? Now for the sport. King Julian is on holiday, so I'm fitting in. Golf. Tiger Woods has hit a telephone number on the 12th hole of the fourth and final round of the Masters. Last year's Masters winner played some good golf, but it wasn't anywhere near good enough to match Dustin Johnson, who finished 20 under par. Football. Brentford FC's football stadium announcer, Peter Gillam, has been doing it for over 50 years. The poor guy got done like a kipper, though, with this one. Formula One, Lewis Hamilton has won the Turkish Grand Prix and has now won seven titles, equaling Michael Schumacher's record. <laughs> his, first one, his first win was way back in 2008. There are calls about the Mercedes driver to be knighted. Calm your fucking shit, man. What the hell? It's a fantastic achievement, there's no question about it, but knighting him, let's not get let's not go OTT for crying out loud. Snooker legend, the Rocket the Rocket Ronnie O'Sullivan <laughs> claims F one champion the F one champion can't be classed as one of the sporting greats because his car gives him an unfair advantage and Formula One is not a level playing field. He followed it up by saying It's a fantastic uh, for Lewis to win, you know, seven world titles. But you know, if your car is going around quicker, you can afford to make a few mistakes and still get away with it.
Now, it's time to play What Line Is This Film From Anyway? Film from anyway. The answer from the last game was The Wedding Singer. Today's one. You call this a bowling alley? Film from anyway. Now it's time for the lockdown files. Day three in the Joneses household. Actually, scrap that. Keeping up with the Joneses sounds better, doesn't it? Anyway, I decided to go for a bike ride with my brother Luke. We did it. We did have a bike ride on my dad's birthday, and we rode like 22 miles odd. So we decided last minute to go for another one the other day. I have no luck. I have no luck with bikes, as you guys will know. Um, who listen to this podcast? I've had one where the f- I was about to set off. This is few. This is about five years ago, mind. I was about to set off, just at literally at the gate, the front gate. And then I put my foot down on on my uh, pedal, and then the fucking gears fell off the bike. <laughs> the fucking gears. Um, yeah, I'm I'm real. Anyway. Um, so we went off to set. We set off to go for a bike ride. What we didn't expect was, was to have car park rage or bike bike rage. We had just entered a car park where we were about to exit the car park, and start riding on the beachfront. One idiot in his car decided we were far too close for him. Close to him, as he pulled forward and gave and honked his horn and gave us an earful, as if. As if we were going too fast. What do you think you're doing? He goes off on one. You know the type who wagged their fingers. Fuck off you old twat. We were nowhere near your car. I think I said. Luke goes round. Um, to his pas- to the, the guy's passenger w- window and leans in. Why don't you just go home and suck your own cock? He said to him. Brilliant. Brilliant bruv. I like it. Matthew is in the diary room. I finally got the side of my gym fixed. Thank you, thank you, you're far too kind. A guy quoted me a very reasonable price if I'd helped him do it. Sweet as I thought. I was originally going to have the three panels replaced and then have a two foot gap where I was going to basically make up a door so I can go into the gym from the side. Then I had an idea. I could recycle some of the old panels to fill the two foot gap and just go through the main the, ma- the main door of the uh, of the gym, even though I wanted to lock it up because of you know the amount of gear that I've got on, I've got in there. Um the guy's done a good job. It's a lot more sturdy now, and I can actually get out there without the worry of it all fucking coming down on me. We did have to prop the roof up with the help of my Olympic barbells. Otherwise, it was it was never going to happen. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. Jobs like these, I would usually have asked a father-in-law, as he's a handyman. Me and him would never have got um, done a good job, as a good a job as this guy. So if there's any old jobs that need uh, doing, he's that man. I've been um, I've been looking at a at DIY cable pulley systems on YouTube. 
I've just sold my multi gym and I want to add the DIY cable system to my power cage. It's a bit of a nice challenge to set myself. Free, obviously, I freed up a lot of space because that multi gym was like seven foot fucking long. So it's freed up a lot of space in there. I've got rid of the fucking chest freezer that I had in there as well. Uh, we didn't have space in the house, so the chest freezer had to go in in there. But um, yeah, there's a lot more space in there. The roof still needs doing, but that can wait for now. I want to take you back 30 years. As Christmas is, isn't far away. One Christmas, I asked for a keyboard. I don't know exactly when it was. Maybe it was when I was about 10 something like that so yeah coming up to about 30 years ago anyway it was one that you had a strap on it and it was red the song that I had on this keyboard was last Christmas by Georgie baby George Michael late George Michael now <clears throat> I was always a little bastard for laying in when it come to going to school my mum would play that fucking last Christmas right in my ear hole and it would get me up my mother also found another way of getting me up and that was squeezing my Achilles heel that fucker would get anybody out of bed anyway mum played last Christmas and I woke up feeling really rough I don't feel well mum that's too bad mate you're going to school tough shit kind of thing I did go to school and I was still feeling really rough come six o'clock that evening. Maybe he's not putting it on, Jack. I think my old man had said to her, said to my mum. They called out the doctor. It turned out that it was my appendix. I blamed my mum and the song for having me to have my appendix out. This has been Matthew John Philip Jones, Maddie Boy, Bombhead, MJPJ. The Chef Tales Podcast. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. Peace. Life is like a box of chocolates. Here in Shepherd, little spatulas, wooden spoons. It's a shepherd. He might make history. Some people would disagree. Oh, it's Chef Tales. Woohoo. Kitchens can be scary. Yo, we could slip on some dairy. Oh no, there goes Mary Berry. Oh, it's Chef Tales. Woohoo! These are genuine real tales. None of them include the eight gaff mayo. They are all Chef Tales. Ooh, Chef Tales. Woohoo! Every day he's making Chef Tales. Woohoo!